Welcome back to the Fast Break. This is episode 46. I'm Ben Hicks. I got Aaron Spew with me today. How you doing, Aaron? Good. How are you? Good. All right. Today we're going to be continuing our redrafting series uh, all the way back to 2014 now. So um, this is the Andrew Wiggins, Joel Embiid, uh, Nikola Jokic. A lot of good second-round picks in this draft. So we'll just get it, we'll get it started here. Aaron, I'll let you go first with your, number, with your number 14 overall pick. All right, number 14, probably the hardest pick I had to make out of all of it. I went with Julius Randle. Yeah, I left him off a little bit. He's had some pretty good years. Lately, he's been putting up around 18, 19 points a game. I went with Gary Harris here. Um, not the greatest offensive player, but I like what he brings to the team. He's a solid role player. I think he really helps the Nuggets out. A little injury prone, but... Like you mentioned, 14, there are a lot of good options here, so I went with Gary Harris. Yeah, for 14, I wasn't sure. I was uh, considering Rodney Hood. I, I was kept wanting to put him there, but then Julius Randle, Randall, I mean, he was probably the best player in the Knicks last year, if we're being honest. I mean, he scored, yeah, 18 points a game or whatever, but uh, he didn't really have anyone to share the ball with, so uh, I think those numbers are real inflated. Um, so number 13, I went with Aaron Gordon. Yeah, I was looking at a lot of redrafts, and he was up at number three and four in a lot. So what? I have him wow. a little, uh, little, little higher. I have Bogdan Bogdanovich here. Um, he, he has his strengths. He's a very solid three-point shooter. Doesn't bring much to a team defensively. Um, and really, he's kind of one-dimensional on, on offense. Um, so I got him at 13. Yeah, that, that's fine. I have him a little higher. I'm, I'm surprised places had Aaron Gordon much higher. I mean, he's fine, but... With the Magic, he really hasn't done anything. I think it'd be really interesting to see him on another team. Uh, n number yeah, 12. There was, a, there was a, a list released like two days ago that had him above Yusuf Nurkic, Zach Levine, Marcus Smart. Which I Dang, thought was that's crazy. Oh, yeah, for sure. All right, n number 12. This is where I have Joe Harris. You could easily have him higher, but this is another player that um, re relies a lot on his three-point shooting and if I'm being honest, uh, him and Bogdan Bogdanovich, I might actually, I might ha actually have them switch. I have Bogdan one higher, but uh, they're both three-point shooters. I think Bogdan can actually do a little more on the off offensive side of the ball. Um, well, Joe Harris is pretty much strictly a three-point shooter, but th they're both uh, similar players. Yeah, I've got Joe Harris a little bit higher. Um, like you mentioned, again, a little one-dimensional on offense, but. He just, he just did, did get a pretty big contract, I believe $15 million. Um, I'm interested to see how he, how he performs this year. I think this could be a make-or-break year for him going forward. He could sign a big contract in the offseason. Um, but overall, I like Joe Harris. At 12, I have Jordan Clarkson. Um, he's uh, been a solid six-man. I've seen him in six-man-of-the-year con uh, contentions uh, with, with some media outlets. Um, he's been a great scorer. Um, takes a lot of shots. Uh, not very invested defensively, but I like his game. So I got Jordan Clarkson at 12. Yeah, it's fine. Obviously, I watch him a lot with the Jazz. Uh, number 10, that, here's where I have Bogdan Bogdanovich, as I mentioned. But uh, you already talked about him, so I can talk a little bit about Jordan Clarkson. Um, he, he, he's a really good six-man candidate. I think we're talking a little bit later about our um, six-man of the year predictions. And I, I have him in my top three because uh, I think he's a really helpful scorer off the bench. And... Um, we're also going to talk about the Rudy Gobert signing, and since he's not really a big scorer, Jordan Clarkson's really going to have to step up and um, probably score close to 20 points a game this year. So ho hopefully he, he uh, can take that role and play well this year. All right, number 11, I got T.J. Warren here. 
I had a few monster games in the bubble. I believe he was named uh, bubble all bubble first team. Um, he's had some up and down years. Uh, really come along with the Pacers the past few seasons. I think something you could you could make the argument for having him a little bit higher, but I got T.J. Warren at eleven. Yeah, that's fine. I I do have him higher. Um, I know there's probably some recency bias with his bubble outlook, but I think with the Pacers this year, he'll be able to keep even a little bit of that up. Um, so so I have him a sizable amount higher, but I'm fine with that. Uh, n number ten, here's where I have Jordan Clarkson. We've already talked about him, so I think we're fine there. All right, uh, number 10, I got Clint Capella here. We made this list a few years ago. Clint Capella is easily in the top five, could even be top three. He was uh, really solid with the Rockets back when they were making uh, conference finals runs um, with James Harden. He kind of, he's kind of fallen off a little bit. I believe he will start for the Hawks this year or be one of the first guys off the bench. So it'll be, it'll be interesting to see how he performs there. I'm pretty high on Atlanta this year. Um, overall, he's had a solid NBA career. He's good for a double-double most nights, um, but I think the guys that I have above him are, are slightly better. Yeah, I assume Capella will start. Um, obviously, we didn't really get to see him too much with the Hawks. It's always interesting with that team. They have probably 10 guys who can play solid minutes, so we'll see how they work that out. Um, but num number nine, I have Andrew Wiggins. Obviously, you're really high on him, so um, you you'll probably have him a little higher, I assume. Maybe, maybe not too much, but... With the Warriors this year, I'm really excited to see how things turn out. Um, he'll probably have a, the same, same similar role he's actually had in the past where he'll just need to score a lot of points, and hopefully he can work in his efficiency and things like that. But he, he's a really good scorer um, for any team. Yep. Number nine, I got Spencer Dinwiddie here. Um, always been a really good defender in his career. He's really stepped up offensively the past two seasons. Um, back when the Nets were very bad, he arguably their, their best player a few years ago putting up 15 points a game and being a glove defensively. So I got Spencer Dinwiddie at number nine. I think he can be an integral part of the Nets offense this year. Yeah, for sure. Uh, number eight, here's where I have Clint Capella. Obviously, with the Rockets, I, I didn't think he was terrible, but he didn't really fit the system that they were really trying to work for. So um, with the Hawks, again, another team that we've talked about a lot, they've changed uh, the most of pretty much any team I feel like this off season. So I'm really excited to watch this this team going going into the season. Yep, eight uh, for me is Aaron Gordon. We talked about him a little bit. I, I agree with you. It'd be interesting to see him on, on another team. Uh, in his in his career, the Orlando has always been very uh, front court heavy with him, Vucevic. So he really hasn't had a strong guard that he can play with. Markel Fultz could be uh could be that player, but um more known for his dunk contest uh, days than his actual play on the court at times. He, some years he has put up 20 points a game, but uh, he's not as a recognizable name as he once was because of the dunk contest. So I think he fits at eight. Yeah, I agree with that. Number seven, I have Spencer Dinwiddie, a uh, player that I, I'm excited to see. I'll, I'll be probably tuning into the Nets pretty often. That's a team I'm really looking forward to watching. And he might actually have a bench role this year. Um, with Kyrie coming to the team, who will definitely be starting. So we'll see what Dinwiddie can do. Obviously, he was one of the leaders on the team last year, scoring, I believe, over 20 points a game. So we'll see if he can keep that up. But he's another player who will be in the six-man-of-the-year considerations. Yeah, seven, I got Joe Harris. We talked about him a little bit. But obviously, great shooter. Shoots the ball some years above 45% from three. So, uh I, I agree with you. I'd like, I'd like to see him do a little bit more offensively, expand his game beyond shooting. But I think uh, 
I might be a little high on him, but I like him at seven. Yeah, it's fine. Um, I I wouldn't put him above some of the players you've had, but I can't get too upset about that. Obviously, another player with the Nets who we'll just have to wait and see how what what type of role he'll have with that team. Uh, n number six, I have T.J. Warren, a player you you had a, a little bit further back. I I really like T.J. Warren and. Um, I'm probably only saying this strictly based on his bubble performance because I definitely was not watching the Pacers before that, but he, he did really well, and hopefully he can take a bit of that scoring role off of Victor Oladipo and uh, put put the Pacers back in the playoffs. Yeah, number six, I got Marcus Smart of the Boston Celtics here. Another guy, kind of like Duncan Dinwiddie, who was always a great defender. Um, he's, he's really improved offensively the past few seasons. Um the Celtics team in his career has always been very deep. He's gotten solid minutes from, from year one um, on and out, and I like how he fits behind Kemba Walker, Jalen Brown. He's a solid fourth option for them, and he's still going to get a lot of shots a game in a, in a good offensive system by Brad Stevens. So I got Marcus Smart at six. Yeah, yeah I, I can agree with that. I mean, I have him number five here. Marcus Smart uh, will have, have a big role with the Celtics this year. I think uh, Kemba Walker has had some – Injury questions. I think he's going to be out a little while for the start of the season, about a month or so. And uh, Marcus Smart might start. A bit of alliteration there. Um, we'll see what he can do. He's obviously a lockdown defender. Um, if it wasn't for the bigs always getting favored in Defensive Player of the Year, I think he'd be up there in the consideration of one of the best defending guards. So I, I definitely put him top five. Or who'd you who'd you have at six? T.J. Warren. All right. Yeah, number five, I got Zach Levine here. Um, he's put in some some years that could be considered all-star seasons. Um, he's been very good since joining the, uh, the Chicago Bulls, one of the most athletic players in the NBA currently. Um, I think him and Markin then, uh, with the addition of Patrick Williams, that, that team can contend for the eighth spot in the playoffs. Yeah, for sure. I have Zach Levine a slot higher, or no, maybe two slots higher now, but I really like Zach Levine. He's a Really good score, and I'll, we'll be looking uh, to him to lead this team uh, going into the season, and we'll see if the Bulls can steal a playoff spot in the East. Uh, I guess the Pacers are probably the team they'd be trying to steal it from, and we'll see if they can make that jump. Uh, number four yep. is – oh, go ahead. No, you go ahead. I was I just I was just agreeing with you there. Oh, no, you're fine. Yeah. Um, number four is where I have Jesus Nurkic. Um, a really good player for the Trailblazers. He'll be helping helping the Trailblazers try to make a big leap this season. This is a team I'm really high on. It's probably the best team Damian Lillard's ever played with, and we're, he's going to be looking at Nurkic to really help him out. Yep, I agree. I have Nurkic here as well at number four. Um, had a gruesome leg injury a few years ago, but he's been a very solid big. Puts up 16 points, 13 rebounds most nights. I agree with you that this Trailblazers team could be a could be a threat in the West, uh, low the Western Conference. But most years they kind of have some regular season slumps. If they can cut those out, this could be a, a team that contends for home court advantage in the uh, in the West. So, moving on to number three, this is where I have Andrew Wiggins. I'm very high on him, as I mentioned before. Um, he puts up he put up 23 a game last year. That's insane. Um, I think with the Warriors this year, he should be number two option behind Steph Curry, obviously. But um, very athletic player, not not a great defender, not a great rebounder, not a great passer, but uh, he can he can put the ball in the in the hoop. So I got Andrew Wiggins number three. 
I can't believe it. You put Andrew Wiggins ahead of Zach Levine, Nurkic, Marcus Smart, TJ Warren, Spencer... Di I mean, TJ Warren's a better scorer than Andrew Wiggins. I mean, Zach Levine's a better scorer than Andrew Wiggins. Zach Levine averaged I just, I more on less shots. Andrew Wiggins is a good scorer. I, I agree. He has been uh, he's been really inefficient uh, at times. Okay, but on Zach Levine, didn't Zach Levine average more on less shots? I'm guessing. 324. Oh my yeah, goodness. Th th those two were, those two were close. I, oh, I, they're not close at all. Wiggins, Wiggins is Wiggins not is that really good. Athletic, and I think he still got a ton of potential. And he can't pass. Play. He can't play defense. He can't do anything except for score when he gets 50 shots a night. That's crazy. All yeah, right. well, I don't know. If I got 50 shots tonight in, in a freshman game, I'd put up 22. So maybe uh, that should be up here on this list. All right, fine. Um, n number two or n number one and two, I think uh, we've both got him beat in Jokic. And it's just interesting to see which center we'll have on top. Uh, personally, I have Jokic on top, putting Embiid at the number two slot. You, you said you have Embiid at number two? Yeah. As do I. I think we, we talked about this a little bit before. We've had a, a more larger-scale debate when we did our, our top 10 centers ranking a few weeks ago. And I think uh, most of us, except for Nick, had uh, Jokic at, num at number one. Um, I, th I just think overall Jokic is a better player, best passing big. Top, he could be considered a top five passer in the NBA. So both good scores. Um, both can have some defensive issues at times. I think MB is the better defender. Um, but overall, it's it's pretty close. But I like I like no uh, I like Nikola Jokic here. Yeah, I think Embiid's the much better defender and probably the better scorer. But Jokic is a really good playmaker, and his the Nuggets have always seemed to do a little bit better than the 76ers. So I think the team success is what edged it out for me. I think going to this season, we'll have to see if Jokic starts out with a slump again. Obviously, that's kind of what's taking him out of MVP considerations the past five or so years. And, I think he really could be fighting for MVP talk if he can start out as good as he usually is towards the end of the season. So hopefully he can take a jump this year. Not that he really needs to take a jump. He just needs to uh, stay consistent the whole year. Yep, I agree with that. So I, th I believe we'll be back next week in, in nearing the end of the series with 2013, the uh, highly controversial Anthony Bennett draft where he was slotted in eight or round eight or nine in most, in most mock drafts, but taking number one overall. So we'll have that one next week for you. And we'll be back tomorrow with another, I believe uh, rankings list. So see you then.